Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I have Pam here. Hello. And of course, myself, Alisa. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. So today we are going to be talking about that transition from three naps to two naps. And During transitions, I tell you. These nap transitions can be very overwhelming for a lot of families because especially this one, because you feel like you've just got everything under control. You've just got them on a nice schedule. Um, you've been working on sleep. Everything seems really good. And then boom, they need to transition from three naps to two naps. So it feels really overwhelming, but really it isn't a really, really tough nap transition for a lot of babies. Mm -hmm. Some of the most important things are we want to watch for those signs that they are ready. Yeah, we want to make sure they're ready because if we jump in and they're not ready, it's just going to make sleep that much worse, honestly. Yeah. So typically you want your little one to be between the ages of seven and nine months, ideally closer to eight, nine months, but some seven month olds are genuinely ready to make the transition. Uh -huh. One of the most common signs that we see is they fight that third nap. We want to be looking for that third nap to be fought consistently, though, not just ooh, one day they fought nap three or, you know, for two days they fought nap three, but they may not actually be ready for the transition yet. It might mean that they're gearing up for the transition, and we'll talk a little bit about that after, but we want to see that third nap being a real fight consistently for at least, you know, five days of just fighting that third nap or they just don't go for it anymore or like other, four or five days out of the week you're fighting that nap so you're still getting a third nap sometimes once or twice a week but then consistently over a couple of weeks they're fighting that third nap exactly the other thing that we might see is that with a third nap bedtime is starting to be pushed later and later that's yes. another thing that we see typically with this transition so when that's happening of course we want to stick with those earlier bedtimes. We don't want super late bedtimes. I'm sure you don't want super late <laughs> bedtimes either because then you can't really enjoy your evening. So if you see that they're going for third nap and now all of a sudden bedtime is a disaster or they're not wanting to settle until really late every night, that's another sign that they don't need that third nap anymore or they're getting ready to transition to mm -hmm. two naps. One thing you can do there is cut down nap three a little bit. So maybe you were at 45 minutes, then you can do 20 minutes. Um, we'll talk about the how-to a little bit later, but just as a sign, that is one of them. The other thing we see as well is that they start to fight nap two because that's an indication that they can go longer between nap one and nap two. So they're just ready for longer wake times, which would then naturally phase out that third nap and it just would eliminate the need for that third nap. Some of the things that we, we can see as well is that 
early rising can start to become a challenge. Again, this is something that we want to be seeing consistently. So that five out of seven mornings we're getting up really early or it's, you know, every third morning seems to be really early and it's been going on for a couple of weeks. Um, more wakings throughout the night or a long wake up at night. A long wake up at night could be too much daytime sleep, right? So a long wake up at night, wakings at night, um, that early rising, those can also be signs that they are ready for that transition. So, and that can be even, even if you have a, a little one who's sleeping really well for those three naps, instead of seeing the nap challenges, you're gonna be seeing those early rises, those night wakings, those long wake ups at night and a lot of that bedtime battle. Most yeah. Likely. And it, it might not be that they're getting too much daytime sleep, but they're just not getting that daytime sleep at the right times. So they're ready for longer wake time from mm -hmm. nap, last nap to bedtime. So those are the, the biggest signs that you want to be looking for. Again, like Pam mentioned, it's not just one day of them waking up earlier and then all of a sudden you're jumping to conclusions that they need to get ready for that. Typically, we do see some signs that they're gearing up to get ready, but not quite ready yet. So if you've just seen one sign here or there, try to buy yourself a little bit more time with that third nap and then make the transition once you know that they're fully ready for it or as ready as they can possibly get. Yeah, that's that difference between gearing up and ready. Gearing up is like here or there. Ready is when we start to see that consistency. Yes, so when we're exactly. jumping in and we're talking about the actual transition, this is where we want to kind of shift the schedule a little bit. Elisa and I do um, appreciate schedules. We work with that flexible schedule. So if we're going to phase out that third nap, the challenge with maintaining that consistent schedule that we've had the last couple of months is that now we have that really long window before bed. So little one is, you know, in bed first thing in the morning, they have that early afternoon nap, but now they're awake from say two o'clock up until bedtime, um, which can be really long, which can then cause more night wakings and all of that fun stuff. So what we wanna do there is we wanna shift the schedule so that it's not one long bubble at the end of the day. It's, we're kind of spreading out that stretch through all of those windows. So morning wake up to first nap, there's a little bit of a stretch there. First nap to second nap, a little bit of a stretch third nap, uh, second nap to bedtime, there's that stretch instead of it being one big giant stretch. Yes. And one big piece is you might need to bring that bedtime earlier temporarily during the transition. Just like with any nap transition that there is out there, it requires you to bring bedtime a little bit earlier so that your child doesn't have to go quite as long in between sleep periods. So we'll give a little bit of a typical schedule of what they would normally be at once they get to two naps. So usually if they're waking at about seven in the morning, we would like that first nap to be at around nine o'clock, 9.30 in the morning. And then second nap is more towards one or 1.30 in the afternoon. And then bedtime might need to be as early as six o'clock while they adjust to this new routine. And let's say your bedtime was usually seven, or 6.30, um, what you'll want to do is try to push them a little bit every couple of nights so that they're mm -hmm. going back to their regular schedule. Because 
it's a little unrealistic to ask them to sleep from six o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock in the morning. So you want to get back to that 7 o'clock bedtime if you can. And it depends on the child as well. Like my daughter could absolutely sleep from six o'clock until seven o'clock the next morning, but it's not typical that they're able to do that. So if your wake time yeah, that is extra, seven, that extra hour at night can really impede on that daytime sleep. Right. So yeah, for exactly. some babies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if your bedtime was seven and your wake time is seven, then you might need to lean on that earlier bedtime just for a few nights, maybe four nights or something until they're a little bit more able to go longer in between sleep periods. The now, other thing, sorry, go ahead. The other thing we really want to watch for um, to determine whether they're ready or not is one thing we would like to see before you transition them to two naps is that they're able to hand, like they're able to do longer naps in the day. If they're only having two one hour naps at seven months, you're definitely not going to want to transition them. You're going to want to do what you can to hold on to that third nap. Sometimes, even if that means just popping them into a carrier or doing an on the go nap while you're just buying yourself some extra time that is what you want to do just to get through that because if they're only having a one hour nap in the morning a one hour nap in the afternoon and then they're not having a third nap anymore that's going to get a little bit tricky for them because they're not getting quite enough daytime sleep so some of those extra tips um, that we want to kind of share as well is um Again, just kind of reiterating, dropping that nap too early, that third nap too early can be lead to them becoming overtired. Um, gearing up and being ready are two different things. So watching for that consistency, for sure. That earlier bedtime that Elisa said, um, again, that's just something that always is kind of around as we go through those transitions. We just need to adjust their bedtimes and then we help them adjust that back. Yeah. And just one extra tip if you do see that your seven month old you know on the early side of transitioning to two naps um you're not you're not sure if they're quite ready yet but they keep fighting nap three play around with that third nap a little bit and just maybe slightly change the time to be a little bit later so maybe mm -hmm. 15 minutes later let's say nap three was happening at 3 15 most days maybe try 3.30 and see if that might make a bit of a difference. And like I mentioned before, pop them in the carrier. This will just buy you a little bit of extra time. And even if you have worked really hard and done sleep coaching and taught your baby how to fall asleep on their own, having them for one carrier nap a day or, you know, just a nap on the go a day is not going to ruin your progress because, you're not going to be rocking them to sleep in their bedroom. You're not going to be feeding to them to sleep in their bedroom. You're going to be doing an on-the-go nap just to buy yourself a little bit of extra time. It's temporary. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to throw them off fully from not being able to put themselves to sleep anymore. That third nap, like, it's so needed. They need that third nap. It needs, we need that bridge um, to bedtime. They need it, but it, gosh, it can be such a pain. Like, those first two naps are too long. That can interfere with that third nap. If they may need, like Lisa said, that little bit of extra stretch before that third nap, they may go from 45 minutes to only needing 20 minutes. But so it is a pain. We're, 
let's get very clear on that. It is a pain in the butt, um, but it is needed. So we would say like fight for that third nap. Um, if your little one is just kind of showing some little pieces, of course, if you're not sure and you need more guidance, you need more help, restfulparenting.com. We can set up a 15 minute call right on the website. You can do that um, and we can connect and kind of help you through that for sure. Yes. Okay. Thanks guys. See you next week.